Welcome to Because You Need to Know, recorded live at the Cohen Multimedia Studio at Chautauqua Institution. I am Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. Today's guest is Dr. Moira Levy. She serves as CEO and owner of ROM Knowledgeware, a leading KM solutions firm in Israel. Levy has over 30 years experience, 20 of which has been specifically working in knowledge management. And Levy has published several research articles on the discipline of KM and is the author of several KM-related books. Levy is the chairman of the Israeli Knowledge Management Forum, which unites all KM parties in Israel. Where do you find your biggest challenge in organizations trying to do knowledge management for the first time? Okay, when we enter organizations uh, on the first stage of knowledge management, uh, we find the, uh, that part and some parties within the organization want us, uh, are the ones who are inviting us in, mm-hmm. yet others do not exactly understand what we are speaking about. Even though knowledge management is 20 years out there, everyone has a different uh, knowledge about it, starting from zero and continuing to different uh, to different directions and not only the same. Mm. So that, that's where we start. But the next problem we encounter is that people do not understand how difficult the change will be. And people do, mm. and organizations do not understand that really when you speak about a marathon and not a sprint, you mean it. Mm. And people do not understand that there will be fallbacks and it's not straightforward. And I continue on and on, but you get the idea. Change management is not that easy. Mm-hmm. Knowledge management is not yes, no. Mm-hmm. So is this is, does, does that rely on the shoulders of the organization's leadership? You know, you brought up a good point where a part of an organization invites you in to help and do some knowledge management application, but not so much maybe the whole enterprise. So how do, how does the whole enterprise get behind it? How, that would seem to be quite a challenge. Okay, so here it's, I won't speak about the whole organization because I would slice it and I would speak about groups and giving him, giving them a specific competency, a specific benefit, a specific uh, add on uh, something that they uh, benefit from in their day to day job and after they get it, they don't care if it's knowledge management mm. or we call mm-hmm. it tomorrow hens uh, laying their eggs, <laughs> whatever it is, but th- it helps them. Right. So they are our uh, change agents and they are, and if we go group by group and you don't try doing something that's across mm-hmm. the board, mm-hmm. it's easier mm-hmm. spreading the rumor within the organization. And kind of give it a slow absorption over time and people start to see value and people talk and they share and then and then it kind of just keeps going outward. 
Yes, and you try where you find that it's there is low hanging fruit, or in other words, there's organizational pain, and no matter how you resolve it, people would be thankful. So you start from the areas that you believe you have more potential in helping because it was known as a problem, as an organization business problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, therefore, if knowledge management can help, people will be grateful and they will be the they will spread the word. So the that approach, uh, it sounds like you're you're focused on the people part of KM. You're you're addressing the culture. So how big? No, no, no. No. Okay. No, I'll say it. 20 years ago, when organizations started, they said, let's face the culture problem. Let's convince people that knowledge management is good. But that's not a good approach because it takes too much time. Mm. The organization doesn't have the patience and cannot afford waiting for the change. Therefore, you start very, very pragmatically somewhere that there's pain. Mm. You give the functionality then you only address it as knowledge management and later on mm. you only start uh, dripping in a uh, culture uh, conversations and other conversations always you have to work with people but you start but giving them something that they f- will feel that is yeah. tangible yeah. and not knowledge manageable so you're coming at it as a triage the biggest friction points the heart you like you say the pain points that would if you could provide relief for that, then people will say, oh, oh, this is good. From you, it sounds even better. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. What What is the primary industry that you have experience in? Okay. So as I run a consultancy group and I have 30 people that are working for me, we were, we're all over the, we're all across the board mm. and in all sectors. Hmm. I'll say that it was very easy starting with uh, and working with the service sector because in the service sector, you have the service support, the service centers, the call centers led on the service centers. And there you have people that mediate the knowledge of the organization to the public or to the customers. Mm-hmm. And there you have a lot of people. So if you can help them and you can make the conversations if uh, take less time, yeah. less money, more professional, less mistakes, le- less second uh, less second level support, it would be wonderful. Mm. But you can't stop there. So that's an easy place where you can start. And that's a place where we had a lot of uh, good startings uh, 15 and 20 years ago. Mm. But if I look at it today, we are in the public service uh, and we are and we work with government and we work mm. with banks and we work with industry and we work all across the board in different types of organizations. I will say that even though every organization needs knowledge management uh, solutions and attitudes, the big ones uh, have the budget mm-hmm. or can afford it mm-hmm. uh, for uh, investing what it takes into what do you see as the long term what do you for you you've been in the business for 20 some years where is it going first of all it's going to good places <laughs> okay and i'll speak up three things 
first of all, if we go on the linear uh, axis that we are in already now, we, we see that from year to year, knowledge management has more recognition, more doing, more connection to business needs, hmm. more places that people know or think they know at least what knowledge management is. Mm -hmm. So I believe that that trend will continue on. I'm going to second level. That was li totally linear if we continue what we do. I'm looking at the new trends of the data disruption and the digital transformation and the AI and the machine learning. Mm -hmm. And people are asking themselves, what will happen to KM when all these buzzwords come in mm -hmm. and turn into reality? Will there be place for knowledge development by people if we have all the machines? Mm. And what I want to say is we will have more work, not less. Because uh, as we see with automation in all kinds of levels, already 20 years and now it's only getting more, uh, larger or more sophisticated, mm -hmm. We need, when we come to automation or when we come to AI, we need to create the business rules and set them in the first place before we bring the AI. We have to teach the machines because the, these machines are learning mm -hmm. and people have to teach them. And here again, knowledge management goes in. After we have the automation, we have to comp complement it with the nonlinear thinking, with the sensing, with the intuition-based decisions. And every time we have another layer of automation, we have a new layer of the personal understanding, mm. the I in the Seki, if we remember the Nonaka model in the Seki, when we implement it, when we implement the mm -hmm. uh, and we have the new intuitions, the new understanding, and the new knowledge. So we're again going to a very good place. I want to go and continue on, and if I speak on 10 years from now, if one can speak so far, mm -hmm. and I go to look into the far future, I believe that we will have to have a new, a new way of thinking. Mm. We will have to speak about knowledge management democratization. How can we share the knowledge itself between organization, organizations and disciplines? Because to now, as to if you look now, organizations take the knowledge and say, "Oh, that's my asset. I won't share it with no one else." Right. But if you could continue, if you look, three thousand years ago. People ran, uh, ran their households that way, and everyone in the, had their own seeds and their own tomatoes and their own clothings, and everyone did again and again everything again by themselves. And you look now and you say, oh, today I don't uh, grow my potatoes. Mm -hmm. I don't sew my clothes. There is, uh, I buy them. I have a market. Mm -hmm. I believe that in 20 years from now, we will have a market for knowledge as well. The price of the knowledge will go down dramatically. Mm -hmm. We will have much more knowledge sharing and therefore much more we will be based on knowledge and much more we will be, uh, compete on knowledge and get to special places that we didn't even think about or we cannot think about today. I like the idea that that, that level of commerce uh, would actually create, uh, would have to exist in a, like a project-based work environment, 
right? So people would be able to have knowledge uh, that is sellable, uh, know how, know what, know where, whatever those knows are. Okay, exactly. And, right? Uh, so that's where they'll get, uh, attach uh, a value in the transaction. Uh, and I, I think there's probably a fair amount of work out there in the, in any industry that has become pretty much a project-based concept versus the 20-year employee that did three different positions or, you know what I mean? It, it just seems like the whole the whole structure of how a work is done has is really morphed and it's been a technological shift and it's also a paradigm or concept uh, a structure shift as what we approach work looks like exactly but i want to say that the change won't be only on projects projects is one area when where it's easy to understand that we will have a, a knowledge commerce but look at every process in the organization uh, i see that organizations rebuild and redefine the process again and again starting even with organizational processes on how to enable people to fly uh, on the expense of the company to some other country and going to other areas in the uh, industry sector of how do you fix a machine. Mm-hmm. And in every industry and industry, people and organizations reinvent the wheel of the mm-hmm. knowledge. Mm-hmm. And if we will have knowledge commerce, unlike the eBay commerce, that when I sell you a violin, I have no violin and you have one violin. Right. If I sell you knowledge and I do it properly, so I also see that no one uh, takes it for free, mm-hmm. uh, I still have my knowledge so I can resell it again and again. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the prices will go down, right. the sharing will go up, right. and we will have a totally different workplace. Wow. But that is the far, far future, and I'm starting to speak about it because I believe that we need it, and if we won't start speaking about it, we will never take activities uh, in order to start doing it. So speaking well, and awareness yeah. is the first step. Yeah, absolutely. That energy that goes forth to create thought and, and, and voice will help to transform what that future is going to look like. And I'm with you. I think there's a lot of validity in what you're saying, and I appreciate your, your viewpoint. Thank you. So we're about wrapped up here on time. And as we close, I'll ask you, how do you or what do you define knowledge management as? Okay. So first of all, you know, there are dozens of good uh, definitions. Mm. I want to give you a definition that is not only true, but I believe that will help people use it Mm. uh, and understand what knowledge management is and not say, okay, because let's say in the standard they started, in every management standard, it's uh, managing the topic with looking at that aspect much deeper. I would define knowledge management as an interdisciplined field dealing with knowledge retention, knowledge sharing, knowledge accessibility, and knowledge development. This discipline field, this interdisciplined field is based on systematic approaches and serving organization objectives. That's the definition. If you look at this definition, you'll find here the why, you'll find here the who, mm-hmm. You'll find here the what, and you'll find here the how. Mm-hmm. 
And therefore, it's a strateg- strategical uh, definition, and I hope that it really helps and really explains. Well, thank you very much for that. I, I, anytime you can tie in the strategy to an organizational's purpose and or intent is always good. And I think that's a key ingredient for sure. Thank you. Thank you very much for your expertise sharing. Thank you very much and continue on with the good work. Good oh. day. Recorded live at the Cohen Multimedia Studio at Chautauqua Institution. Because You Need to Know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax-exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer-ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on Facebook.